0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, we are on a series called The Resurrection Life. Amen? And how many people feel like they're being resurrected in the services? Amen? Amen. You have new life. Amen? And and let's look at Romans 8.11. And uh, this is our main scripture for the series. It says, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. So that same Spirit, glory to God, that raised Christ from the dead, it abides in each one of us. Can somebody say yes and amen? And and that same spirit is causing us to overcome any issue, any problem that we may face in this life. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that? And you know, it it took God a great amount of power to raise Jesus from the dead. That's what was one of God's greatest feats, was to raise Jesus from the dead. And the second greatest feat is to raise us from the dead. And if you're saved today, you're raised. If you got Jesus on the inside of you, you are raised up. Glory to God. You are a, you're not dead, but you're alive in Christ. And if you're alive in Christ, let your face be notified. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good. Amen. We should be lit up like Christmas trees every day because the greater one abides in us. The Bible says greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. You know what that means? That means that you're overcomers. You are overcoming every circumstance, every situation, every storm that the devil throws at us. Look at your neighbor and say you're an overcomer. Now we're going to have we're going to have our Fridays. you know Jesus had his Friday. It's called Good Friday. It was the day that he he paid for mankind's sin, but we're going to also have our Sunday. and that's the resurrection day, glory to God. that's today in isaiah sixty one verse three we looked at this last week, and this is a prophetic word, and it says here. That this is what God is doing. He says, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. I love that. The oil of joy for for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I love that. So so God will give you beauty for what the enemy is trying to do in our lives for ashes. He will give us oil of joy, what, for mourning or for sadness. Glory to God. And he he, uh, will give us a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And I'm going to say this. If you... Some of us at times, we deal with heaviness. We, we, we deal with sorrow, but you got to shake it off. you got to put that garment of praise on, glory to God. you got to learn to worship God in the storms of life. Hallelujah. And I love this because it says that God will do all these great things. Beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. Uh, uh, the garment of praise for... For the spirit of heaviness. I love that. I love what it says in the NIV, the last part. It says, not just trees of righteousness. We will be called oaks of righteousness. And the planting of the Lord for the display of of His splendor. So, So God is really, He's raising up oaks. Hallelujah. I'm preaching today in Exceed Life Church. And you're an oak tree. In other words, if an oak tree is a strong tree that can withstand any storm that's thrown at it. Amen. And I'm going to say this, you are standing, no matter what the enemy's trying to do in your life, God is turning it around. Whatever, he, God, whatever the devil means for evil, God can turn for good. Can I get a witness? Amen. And what, what's happening is, He's causing us to grow stronger in the storms of life. He's causing us to get stronger to become mighty oaks in the spirit realm. That's what he's calling us to. So hopefully when I'm done with this series, you'll, you'll be an immovable oak that will be able to handle any adversity that comes at you. And you'll be able to handle it with joy. And so I, this is the second part that I'm preaching on. And and last, and last week was the power of joy. This week is the prayer of joy. And I'm telling you, we need to learn to walk in some joy of the Lord. We need to have a positive attitude like the Apostle Paul. Remember last week I talked to you about there were two men in the Bible that, that are my heroes. Jesus is my number one hero. But, but David... He, he's a hero of mine. Why? Because he was able to overcome adversity, all the adversities of life, and still come out a winner. Yeah. Paul is another person that dealt with adversities. Probably, probably he dealt with more adversities than any of the other apostles. Yeah. But he was always victorious in his attitude. And see, we we got to stay victorious in our attitude no matter what is coming at us. Why? Because we know the end. Have you read the end of your Bible? It says we win. We win, glory to God. Amen. We're going to, we're, God's going to, we come up on top every time. The, The devil doesn't have the last word. God has the last word in every circumstance, in every situation in our lives. Say, I agree with that. You know, the promises of God are yes and amen to all those that believe somebody say I'm a believer somebody say I'm a believing believer So you got to be a believing believer amen i like what it says here in second corinthians and and the apostle paul he is he's he's talking about the qualifications of the apostle what he's what he's went through as an apostle and and, and he's went through some 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 tough circumstances some tough situations And so he says here in in 2 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. I'm just going to give you a small clip of this. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. It says, he says, known yet regarded as unknown. You see, you can be known and you can be regarded as unknown. Then he says dying because he had rocks thrown at him. And one time he was left for dead and God raised him up. And he says dying, yet we live on beaten, yet not killed, sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, poor, yet make many rich, having nothing, yet possessing everything. Think about that. Think about that. You know, you know. it doesn't matter what circumstance or situation you're in, it doesn't matter how negative it is, God can turn it around. Do you believe that today? Now, I want to give you the main key that how we're going to continue to walk in the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. And this key is something that we need to be doing every day of our lives. This key will help you maintain your joy. You ready for the key? You ready for the key? This key is heartfelt prayer. Oh, I'm preaching today. You say prayer. Yes. Yes. Prayer is a part of the Christian life. Prayer is something that we should be doing, not just when things are bad. Hallelujah. We don't just pray over our meals. Grace. Yes, that's good to do some of those things, but but we need to make prayer a lifestyle. Prayer is more than just asking God for things. Prayer should be a place where we desire to get into God's presence. See, that's what prayer is all about. Some people think prayer is all about just getting things from God, just just petitioning God and hoping God will answer prayers. And God does do that. God delights in us asking him for things. God wants us. Remember, Jesus would go around and people would come up to Jesus and Jesus would say, what would you like? Amen. Jesus is representing God down here. Amen. And God loves for us to ask him for things. The Bible says, you have not because you ask not. Amen. And so, and we ask, and we have not because we ask amiss. Amen? And so, we ask, for, we ask God to, to do things for us so, so that we can do things for others. Amen. Can I get a witness in the house today? So prayer should be a place where we desire really a, a meeting place. You need to have a meeting place with God where you get into the presence of God. Hopefully Sunday morning and, and during the service and during the worship, God touches your souls. God reveals to you how much he loves you. And, and I'm telling you, one of the greatest ways you know that you're alive in God is when you start weeping under his presence. I'm, I'm preaching If you can weep, if you can shed a tear, you know that your heart is soft and pliable and that God is moving in your life. Because what is the world trying to do? What is the devil trying to do? The world and the devil is trying to make us hard, trying to get us hard. Amen. But God's Holy Spirit gets us into a place where we're pliable and we're soft and, and our, the ground of our hearts, it's easy for the seed of the word to go in. That's why we need to plow up the, that, those hard ground, plow up that, because, because life can make you angry. Life can get you upset. People doing wrong things can really take it out of you. Can I get a witness in the house today? And so so sometimes the enemy will work against us to make us think we're not going to be able to finish our course, that we're not going to be able to finish our race. No, no, you just keep showing up, keep doing the basics, keep walking with God one day at a time. That used to be a TV show one a day at a time. (laughs) I don't even remember that TV show or not, but but one day at a time. Your faith. Don't put your faith out into the future. It, you have faith for today. Just live the best you can today, and then just wait till tomorrow. You're going to have some problems today. Just overcome the problems today. Amen. Glory to God. And I like what it says in, in Psalm 16, talking about about being in God's presence when we get into his prayer. And when you get into God's presence, you're going to get some of his joy. In Psalm 16, 11, it says here, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures for everyone. How many people know that psalm? <laughs> Glory to God. That's one of my favorite psalms. Glory to God. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. Of joy. And at your right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. Glory to God. Remember I said last week, joy. J-O-Y. Jesus on you. Jesus on you, just in case you forgot. I and mean, when Jesus gets on us, we should have the joy of the Lord. I want to say this. Prayer will stoke the joy of the Lord. When we get into God's presence, prayer should not be our... Prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. Amen. I'm gonna say it again. Prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. Today I want to break down some scriptures that will walk that will help us walk in greater joy. The scriptures I focus on is in Philippians and other parts of the Bible that will reveal uh, how Paul dealt with the setbacks that he seemingly got. And he was able to rejoice. And so most of this is going to be out of Philippians. And in the, in the book of Philippians, Paul was in jail. And he was writing this book in jail. And 27 times he mentions joy or rejoice in this book. Think about this. Paul was in jail he was hindered from going out and preaching the gospel in the different churches. He was hindered, yes, but he was, hindered, he was also hindered not. The reason why he wasn't hindered not, because he was using his, his letters to build the church up. And his letters are building the church up even today. I would say that his letters is a greater ministry than, his, than him ministering to the church in the flesh. Amen. Glory to God. So Paul was a man that could maintain his joy in the worst conditions. I like what it says in Philippians 4, 4 and 5. It says rejoice in the Lord sometimes and very seldomly. (laughs) It doesn't say that, does it? Rejoice in the Lord when only things are good that's happening in your life. No, it doesn't say that, does it? It says rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say... Rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is near. So he's saying rejoice in the Lord always. Well, what does that mean? That means that our life should be a life of praise. Our life should be a life of worship. When you get in your car or when you wake up, start thanking the Lord. When you get into the shower, start thank, praising the Lord. Amen. If the wife burns the dinner, praise the Lord anyway. Whatever is happening. Start start making a lifestyle of praise and worship. Let praise. Remember, I said that we have choices. Last week I talked about choices and, 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 and in the Bible it says, choose this day who you serve. Blessing or curse. Life or death. And I said to you, we can bless our days or we can curse our days. How do you do that? By the words of your mouth. And I'm going to choose to bless my day. I'm going to choose to bless the day no matter what it looks like. Thank God. Praise Him. Worship Him. Regardless, I'm going to rejoice in all things. I like what he amplifies: says, rejoice in the Lord always, delight in. Take pleasure in him. Remember, I t- said just just a little bit ago that prayer is getting into God's presence. Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight, take pleasure in Him. Are you taking pleasure in the Lord? Are you enjoying His presence? Are you enjoying His word? Do, does, do you get excited about church? Well, let me continue. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Do you get excited about getting into God's word. i mean, when I first got saved. I had preachers that I would watch on TV and I couldn't wait. It was like the faith lineup on Sunday nights and I used to watch Kenneth Copeland and, and Creflo Dollar and all these, all these faith ministers and I was excited about all that stuff. We need to still stay excited. Amen? We need to take pleasure in him. Amen. When we take pleasure in him, he will give us the desires of our hearts. You believe that today? And I love this. It says here, delight, take pleasure in him. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit, your gracious, unselfishness, mercy, tolerance and patience be known to all people. The Lord is near. I'm telling you, what does the Bible say? If you are taking pleasure in God If you are praising God on a continual basis, you become a habitation of God's glory. I'm preaching. I'm preaching today. If you start praising God and worshiping God, regardless of what it looks like, thanking God, you become a habitation of God's glory. In other words, that spirit life that I'm talking about that raised Jesus from the dead Starts working. In other words, what we need to do is we need to stir up the gifts of God that's placed on the inside of us. How do you stir it up? Ooh, glory to God. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. It's better than doing the opposite. Amen. It's better than doing the opposite. Amen. So there are five things in this particular chapter I'm looking at that will help us to maintain and walk in the joy of the Lord. Number one, we're talking about prayer, which is getting into God's presence. But prayer should replace worry in our life. You see, one of the greatest things that Jesus said will happen in the end days is that men Will will have fear in the end days. That that the hearts of men will fail in the end days. There's going to be fear, there's going to be stress, there's going to be turmoil in the last. Day. In the world, there's turmoil, there's stress, there's there's all kinds of negative things happening in the world. But thank God, I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. Did you know when you got saved that you were not only saved? Standing here, but you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's your position in Christ. That means that it's a victorious position because Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. And he's waiting for his enemies to to be set as a footstool for him. And just wait. There's a lot of evil out here in this world. There's a lot of negativity, but God is going to make it right. God's not the, he's not the God of this world system. The Bible says the devil is the God of this world system. No, God is the God of the church. Amen. Can I get a witness in the house today? So, so prayer should replace worry. Worry borrows from the future and pays the price of anxiety today. Oh, I'm preaching today. Worry borrows for the f- future and pays the price of anxiety today. Amen. We got to be very careful because a lot of times what we're worrying about is future events. We're worried about what's going to happen to our kids. What's going to happen to our family. What's going to happen to our finances. What's going to happen to the economy. We, 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 we worry in advance. Are you are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And and worry is faith in the negative. It's believing the worst will happen instead of believing that things are going to work out. So we don't want to believe that the worst is going to happen. We got to believe the best is yet to come. Remember, I said last week that a key to joy is hope, and hope is an earnest expectation. Of good to come. you got to believe that. Say, I believe it. Somebody say this. This year will be one of the greatest years of my life. And you might be saying, well, it's not, it's not right now. No, it may not be right now. But you're setting up your year. It will be one of the greatest years of your life. Can I get a witness in the house today? I'm trying to get your expectation up because expectation is the key to miracles. It's expectation. Blind Bartimaeus had an expectation that Jesus was going to open his blind eyes. He kept screaming out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And you know what? All the naysayers said, be quiet. But he but you know what it's the squeaky wheel that gets the oil He just got a little louder Sometimes you just got to get loud in your faith when the devil gets in your face, you get in his face, and you get loud and start praising God. What did they do? They got loud when, when they overcame, I'm talking about Joshua and the children of Israel that, that had a battle with Jericho. And what did God tell them to do? God told them to shout. Some of you are not shouting enough. That's the why joy is not in your life enough. You need to start shouting, glory to God. Praise the Lord. Can I get a witness in the house today? You need to shout your mountains down. Glory to God. Shout it out. Like that commercial. Shout it out. Hallelujah. I'm dating myself. That's when I used to watch TV. I don't watch too much of it anymore. Amen. Now it's all YouTube. Amen. Psalms. Psalms 138. See, if you have, if, you, if the enemy's trying to put fear on you in the future, uh, get this scripture in your heart. In Psalms 138, verse 8, it says, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hands. So we see here that the Lord will perfect that which concerns us. In other words, God is looking over the things that we're concerned about, and he'll make sure that it's going to be blessed and it's going to prosper. Can I get a witness in the house today? if this scripture doesn't get you full of hope, then this next one should. This one also you need to put in your arsenal when worry is trying to attack your mind and you start worrying about the future or, or, or about if your prayers are going to be answered. It says in Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now to him who is able, God is able, amen, to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think according to, The power that works in us. Notice that He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above. That means God wants to do more than what we ask Him for. But but there there is a qualifier there. It's according to the power that works within us. Remember at the very beginning of the message? That same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. That same power works in us. The faith that Jesus has, you have the same kind of faith. You have the mountain-moving faith that Jesus has. Oh, that's a weak amen, glory to God. You're saying, Jesus, I don't have the faith of Jesus. Well, he did have the Spirit without measure. We have the Spirit with measure. But, 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 But God has imparted faith in us. And our faith can grow. And that we can grow in our faith and we can become greater overcomers. Can I get a witness in the house today? Amen. Amen. So, so we gotta, we got to believe that God can do abundantly above more than we can ask or think. Now let's look at what Paul has to say in Philippians 4, 6. It says here, do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. I'm just focusing on that before I read the rest of the passage. You know, that's what we need to be very careful with is anxiety. Anxious, another word for being anxious is having anxiety about your circumstance and your situations. Jesus exhorts us in Matthew. He says that he he talks about here that that the, the people of the world, what they worry about. In Matthew 6, 25, it says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry. This is Jesus speaking about your life. So Jesus is saying to us, do not worry about your life. What you will eat, what you drink, or about your body, what you will wear, is not life more than food and body uh, more than clothes? So he's, he's saying for us not to worry. We sh- that should be the, the last thing we worry about is, is having food to eat, amen, uh, clothes, Shelter, amen. That why? Because God will take care of us. Amen. Can I get a witness in the house today? I I know if it gets bad enough I can move in with mom. Are you hearing what I say? That? I know, I know if it gets bad enough in the Lambert household. Uh mom, you got an extra I know I can I can I can get into mom's house. Hallelujah. Is that right, Mom? She she she's nodding her head, yes. Amen. So I, I know that I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about bankruptcy. I don't have to worry about not having enough. Why? If God can take care of the sparrows, and, and, and they're worth lo- less than us, how much will he take care of us? How much does God love us? Glory to God. Amen. And, and, so, and so it says here, uh, dropping down to verse 27, can anyone uh, of you by worrying add a single hour to, to your life. Can we add anything? No. No. Worry takes away from our life. It actually subtracts life from us. Amen. It doesn't add to it. And then in verse 634 it says, Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So what, it, what Jesus is saying is, each day that we deal with There are different circumstances and situations we're going to deal with in the days to follow. And that's the reason why I said faith. God gives us a measure of faith so that we use that faith for the day that we're living in. Faith is always in the here and now. It's not spread out into the future. Faith is in the here and now. You have it now. You have your victory now. You have your blessings now. It's now faith. Am I preaching to anybody today? Amen. Somebody say now faith. now faith. See, Bob says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So what we worry about most reveals where we trust God the least. I, man, these are you need, you need to be you need to be tweeting some of this stuff out. What we worry about the most reveals what we trust God the least. What are you worried about today? Are you, are you worried about your relationships? Are you worried about that? Put it in God's hands. What are you worried about today? Put it in God's hand and trust God and see God. See, the Bible says that God, he, he, he uh, works on the hearts of the kings. He can move on the hearts of the kings. You know, we're all kings here on this earth. We're kings and priests unto our Lord God Almighty. Why? We, we can decree some things. Kings decree and they declare and we can decree some things. We can declare some things. That's why I'm having you declare that this year will be one of your greatest years because it, it could come to pass. And it will come to pass. Amen. It will. And thank you for correcting me. I was just testing you there. I was just testing you. It will come to pass. Say this year year. will be. be. Let's say it this way. This year year. is Is. one of the greatest years of my life. life. In Jesus' name. name. We put it in the now. It is. We're not waiting on it to be great. It's already great. Because you're in the service this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Amen, so what we worry about most reveals what we trust God the least. Jesus gives us a key to not worrying, and it's in matthew six thirty three but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. so if you're seeking God, amen, and you're not running after things then then you're 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 in the right position. To receive all the blessings that God has for you. Look at your neighbor and say, seek God. seek God. See, I have you guys preaching this morning. Amen. So when we seek the first, the kingdom, when we're seeking to bless the kingdom, God's going to bless our kingdom. Glory to God. Uh, so so we see that. Amen. Prayer uh, relinquishes control. It puts God In the driver's seat. So number one, prayer replaces worry. Number two, prayer relinquishes control. It put God in the driver's seat. The problem with us sometimes is that we'll pray about something and we'll take it back. We take it back in worry. That's how you, as you pray, God, I'm committing this circumstance to you. I'm committing this situation to you. I'm committing it to you. You get up, oh, good. And all of a sudden, the enemy starts working on your mind, but you don't know. If things seem to be getting worse. Look how bad it's getting. And then, then you're thinking, oh, my Lord Jesus, what am I going to do now? <laughs> Have you ever been there? My God, you've got to get back into prayer again. Remember Jesus? I talked about this on Easter Sunday. Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He had to get, it. He had to get his soul right. He had to pray through. You're the old Pentecostals would say, you just need to pray through. Yeah, until you get settled. Until what one minister said, I said this before, Mac Hammond said until you don't give a rip anymore. Until it doesn't bother you anymore. Until that, what, what the enemy, the, the devil has certain pressure points that he, that he knows that will try to get our goat. He, he knows how to press our pressure points that gets us wandering and, and, and wandering. Wandering and wandering in the wilderness. He's trying to get us back in the wilderness. So he'll press those, 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 those trigger points to get us to worry. Can I get a witness now today? But prayer relinquishes the control and puts God in the driver's seat. In Philippians 4 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything. Amen. Philippians. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. This verse is saying, You lay down your concerns. At the feet of Jesus, first and foremost. The outflow of giving your request to God is peace. Peace and joy goes hand in hand. If you don't have any peace in your life, I would have to declare to you, you're not going to have any joy in your life. Because peace and joy go hand in hand. That's why when you get into the presence of God, God should envelop you with his peace and then he should uh, fill you with his joy, Amen. and so and so you can 't have the joy of the Lord without experiencing the peace of God in your life. You let 's read this verse again and focus on another part see so 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 as we pray that one part of it is giving it to the Lord our request, another part of it is this: it says here, do not be anxious, let me read again about anything." But in every situation, by prayer, giving to God, and petition, requesting, with thanksgiving. Underline that. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. With thanksgiving. Amen. Thanking God that He's hearing us and that He's granting our requests builds an unstoppable faith into our prayer life. I'm preaching today. Amen, I, might have to, I wrote that myself, glory to God. I ain't steal that from anybody. <laughs> Amen. Thanking God that he's hearing us. See, the Bible says if God hears you, you have your requests granted. Oh God. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that if God hears you, and God always hears a heart of humility. When you have a heart of humility, God hears you. When you have a heart of uh, 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 humility and, 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 and tranquility, God hears you. And it says here, thanking God that he, he hears us and that he's granting our requests. And, and when, if he knows he hears us, we need to know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Faith is trusting God. And trusting God is a key to walking in peace of God. And that peace should produce the joy of God in our lives. See, listen, if you, are, if you would believe that God has already answered your prayer, then it should move you from peace to joy. If you already believe you have it, before you see it, the joy of the Lord should be on your face. The only reason why the joy of the Lord may not be on our face because we don't really believe we have it yet. I'm preaching today. We don't really believe that we have those petitions that we desire. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Yes and amen. And all spiritual blessings are already ours. Faith is our response to what God has already given us. Man, I'm preaching today. Glory to God. Amen. Faith. I'm telling you, I'm going to have to get this CD myself. Glory to God. Lord God. I used to God. I used to preach like this back in the day. And, uh, and then I would be kind of negative. I'd be around my dad and say, oh, and be saying something negative. And my dad said, you need to listen to your own preaching. <laughs> my dad would actually tell me that. You need to listen. Son, you need to listen to your own preaching. I said, okay, I think I do. <laughs> See, it's a gift. Preaching is a gift, but living life in faith is something that you've got to work out every day. It's a, I'm, I'm a gift up here. This, this is easy. It's easy for me. Now. Oh, just walk in faith. I get off this platform and all hell's breaking loose. I'm like, God, help me, Jesus. You don't see the pastor crying under the pew, you know. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I'm like, God, help me, Jesus. Lord, the government's doing this. God, help me, Jesus. Lord, are you hearing what I'm saying today? And we got to walk it out. You don't have the anointing to walk out. The Bible says, walk out your faith with fear and trembling. For it's God that's working in us. What does that that mean? We got to walk it out. We got to keep doing what God's calling us to do. We got to keep obeying His word. We got to keep praising Him no matter what it looks like. Amen. Let me read it one more time. Faith is trusting God, and trusting God is the key to walking in peace. And peace of God produces the joy of God in our lives. In Philippians 4, 7, let's read this. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds through Christ Jesus. I'm going to say this to you today, that the problem that you think you, that you're encountering is not really your problem. Oh, I'm preaching today. The problem is that you're out of peace. Because if you can keep your peace, that problem will will have no consequences in your life. And so the problem is we're not learning how to cast our cares on God. Oh, I'm preaching today. So the outflow of laying our requests with a thankgiving attitude produces that peace that will keep us until we see the promise. Another tweet for you. So the outflow of laying your requests with a thankful attitude, produces peace that will keep us until we see the promise. Your peace will keep you in a place until the promise is manifested. Can I get a witness in the house today? The Apostle Paul, uh, Peter, exhorts us not to worry. In 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7, he says, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. I love that. So, so what, let me read the Amplified. It says, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Now, now let me just back this up because it says here, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. See, Peter got revelation that, that if, we're, if we're carrying the cares of this life, then that means that we're, we're becoming our own God in our life. Oh, I'm preaching today. And it takes humility to say, God, I'm letting it go and I'm giving it to you. So it takes a humble heart to not worry. Oh, I'm preaching today. You say, I thought it, it takes a, a concern, you know, we should be, always be concerned. No, you should give your concerns to God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so, so, so the first part of this is humility, which is the key to, to, to us laying down our request to the Lord. And then he says that when we do that and we don't pick it back up, that, that, that we will have the peace of God that surpasses All understanding. Why? Because God cares about everything we care about. In Romans 15, 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I love this. I know this is a salutation. And this is, you know, uh, uh, this is... Uh, well, actually, more of a benediction, and this is what Paul is, is saying at the end of one of his epistles. He's saying, "May the God of hope—remember, I said uh, if you don't have hope, you won't have any joy because hope is an earnest expectation of good to come. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust Him." My question to you today: Do you trust Him? Do you trust God with your life? Do you trust God with your children? Do you do you trust God with your spouse? Do you trust God? Amen. Number three, prayer regulates our thinking. Prayer regulates our thinking. Let me go back. Number one, prayer replaces worry. Number two, prayer relinquishes control. It puts God in the driver's seat. And number three, prayer regulates our thinking. We've got to be careful what we think on. We sometimes allow too much of the world into our Thinking, can I get a witness in the house today? Sometimes I'll be on my phone and I'll get a news feed. Anybody like that? You're on your phone, you get a news feed. And, it, and normally when I get these news feeds, it's about maybe a murder or a shooting or something like that. It's always something negative. Yeah. And, and you got all these, this murder happened, this, this uh, shooting happened over here and all that. And, and, and sometimes if we're focused more on all this, because all, most of the news, all it is is negative. It's all what, there's there's never anything positive. The only positive news we have is the Bible. That's the good news. Have you heard the Bible's called the good news? That's the only positive thing we have. And we need to be putting more of the Bible in us than the natural news that's in this world. We don't need to know everything that's going on in this world. You don't need to know it all. You don't need to know. Smith Wigglesworth was one of the greatest evangelists ever raised up. Some say he raised over 21 people from the dead. This guy walked in miracles. He was doing miracles every day. I mean, every time he had conferences, miracles would happen. He was a healing evangelist. But there was one time where this one minister came over to visit him. And and this minister had a newspaper under his arm. And when Smith Wigglesworth opened that door, he said, You can come in, but that newspaper has to stay out. And so the the guy put the newspaper in the the tree and walked in, amen, that minister. And Smith Wigglesworth was one of the greatest evangelists that was ever raised up. and, And he did all these miracles, but the only thing he consumed was the Bible. The only book he ever read was the Bible. And it did not take away from him, it added to him. Can I get a witness in the house today? What am I saying today? Get rid of the junk in your life. Get rid of looking at all the junk and start focusing on the pure, unadulterated Word of God. Start focusing more on that. And I'm telling you, you're going to have joy. Jesus on you. The hope... Of glory, hallelujah! If you want to walk in miracles like Smith Wigglesworth, start allowing, start eliminating all the worldly junk, and allow the, the Word of God to permeate your circumstance and your thinking. Glory, to God! In Proverbs four twenty three, it says, "Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it." And in, in the New Century Version, says, "Be careful what you think, because your thoughts." Run your life. And you know what I want running my life? The Word of God and the Holy Spirit. I don't want to be thinking the wrong things. I don't want, see, if you think the wrong things, you're going to eventually speak the wrong things. And if you speak the wrong things, the wrong circumstances are going to start happening all around you. Because your words are containers of either life or death, blessing or curse. Amen. And I want my words and my thinking to be blessed. We are in a spiritual battle and that battle is for the possession of our minds. The devil wants us thinking wrong thoughts and God wants us thinking right thoughts. So how do we keep from thinking uh, uh, wrong thoughts, and how do we keep the right thoughts? I'm glad you asked. In Second Corinthians 10, it, it says here that we, we do this by two ways, casting down and focusing on. Somebody say casting down and focusing on. And in Second in, in Corinthians 10, it says, uh, verse 3, verse 6, it says, For we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons or warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down strongholds. Now notice it says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So we see here that we have to cast down those wrong thoughts that will try to attack our mind and steal our joy. Look at your name and say, "Cast it down." Then we need to focus on something. What do we need to focus on? Back in Philippians, it says here in verses uh, four, in chapter four, eight and nine, he says, "Finally, brethren, uh, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, what is whatever is uh, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things. Whatever you learn to receive and heard from me." and seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. You see, I'm telling you, when you focus on all the promises of God and the blessings of God, and you keep those those things in your mind, it can't help but give you peace and joy. You can't help but walk in the peace and joy. Paul tells us to focus on, you need to be focusing, this is another tweet for you, you need to focus more on the internal instead of the external things of life. Amen. I'm preaching today. You need to be more focused on the eternal instead of the external things of life. In Colossians 3, 1 and 3, it says, If, you, uh, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. This is Paul saying, seek the things which are above where Christ is is sitting 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 at the right hand of god set your minds on the thing above not on things of the earth for you died and your life is hidden with christ in god what is he saying he's saying your old life your worldly life is dead it has no power over you the enemy will try to get us drawn back into the old worldly thinking that we used to think but no, no. As you meditate on the Word of God, it will it will overturn the worldly thinking that tries to permeate our lives. So, focusing on heavenly things doesn't bring God down to our world. It brings us up to God's world. Can I get a witness now? Say number four: Prayer reveals contentment. Prayer reveals contentment. In Philippians 4, 11, 12, it says, Not that I speak in regard of need, for I have learned in whatever state that I am to be content. I know how to abase and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. And then he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, he, so here, prayer should reveal contentment. When we get the revelation of of the promises of God and we start praying the promises of God and thanking Him that we have the promises of God, we should be content in our walk with God. That contentment should bring us the peace and joy that we should be walking in. Remember what it says in Psalms 23? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, if you want a good psalm to meditate on, My time is getting away from me. I was going to read this whole psalm, glory to God, but I'm not. Glory to God. I'm going to have, that's your homework, is to read this psalm. Because Psalms 23 is the psalm that will give you peace. It's the psalm that will give you joy. It's everything in that Psalms 23 will bring you into a place where where God is anointing you, where where he will anoint your head with oil and your cup will overflow with goodness. Amen. And mercy, glory to God, hallelujah, and we just thank God, so when you meditate on this psalm, number five, my last point is prayer relies on God. What do I mean by prayer relies on God? it doesn't it, it puts everything on on god we don't, we don't take it, we let God have it, and then we get the revelation that once God has it, and God is with us. That we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, number one. That we can walk through this life victoriously, regardless of what's going on, because God is for us. And then also in Philippians 4.19, it says, not only we can do, but my God shall supply. And in Philippians 4.19, it says, my God shall supply all your need, according to his riches and glory, by Christ Jesus. So, so, So when we get a revelation that God... Uh, that we can walk through this life victoriously with peace and joy. And that God will supply every need according to his riches and glory. There's nothing that we have to worry about. Can I, can I get a witness into you today? Amen. My last, my last uh, verse for today uh, is in Proverbs sixteen twenty. Underline this. Put, this is the second part of it. It says, those who trust in the Lord will be joyful. Those who trust in the Lord, the first part it says, those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust in the Lord will be joyful. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to say this to you today, that you are victors and not victims. You are conquerors and you're not being conquered. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God is with you, God is for you, God is in you, the hope of glory. Get a revelation of this, and you're gonna walk in the joy, Jesus, on you every day of your lives. Yes. You. Glory to God. Amen. 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 Got a little got a little uh, worldly coming out of me. Amen. Hallelujah. And you guys will be excited because this is the, your year. Look at your neighbor again and say, this is your year. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you for your mercies and your goodness. I thank you, Father God, that you have given us all things pertaining to life and godliness, to the power of the resurrection of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that power is residing in each one of us causing us to overcome every circumstance, every situation. Father, I thank you for this beautiful congregation here. I thank you for those that are listening or watching me. And, and if, you know, if you haven't made a decision, you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life, well, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Today is the day for you to walk in victory, for you to have resurrected life, Permanating your bodies. So just pray this prayer after me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe Jesus was raised from the dead. And I believe and I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.